Welcome everybody, this is episode 10 of Two Twins and a Mic. Guys, this has been a very, very long week uh, for me personally. I feel exhausted. I don't know about you guys, but like this morning I woke up around 12 in the afternoon and I was just so tired. Lots of training throughout this week. Um... There's actually been a lot of work on my end too. And yeah, like I think there's just been from like just the general cold, you know, it's it's just rubbed off and it's just like, it's put me in this a bit of a melee state. Um, and yeah, I, you know, today I was even thinking like we might not even do the podcast. And um, it's more from just a place of like being, feel this just sense of exhaustion. Um, and it's just been a bit of a up and down week. So like moments where I felt like super happy and moments where I just felt low. Um, and sometimes it's just unexplained, like you can't explain unexplainable. You can't explain what's going on, but it is the big one, the double digit 10th episode. So hopefully we can, we can, um, dish out some, some really good, um, monologues, <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm I'm gonna try to lead the conversation because Sam and I haven't really like had much time to think about what today's like conversation will be around, and we don't really have any guests today either. In fact, like this today, I've really just spent most of my day just like washing cars, catching up on like chores, doing the laundry, you know. Um, I even had the intention of like cleaning my bathroom and shower. I haven't got to that yet. So it's just it's just crazy like how you, sometimes you just need to fit so much in your day. And like I'm a you know single guy, so <laughs> it's like I don't really have that many obligations in my life. So yeah, I mean waking up at twelve, which isn't a habit of mine. I normally wake up like quite early. Um, but yeah, it like it ate so much into my day, and like I'm feeling like I'm having to play catch up um and yeah look i you know i don't know how you feel sam but you know you're a married man and you have a lot of responsibilities you know you're also trying to do a lot in terms of like you know um building your own home and this and that um so how, how are you feeling this week hey everyone um glad to be here again even though i'm part of the podcast so it is our 10th episode, um, which is very exciting. And I can't believe we've made it to the double digits. I think I'm not too different to you. I am feeling quite exhausted. Um, in terms of your question, yeah, self-soothing right now, I'm shaking my legs and Eli just put his foot on mine to stop me shaking. What I, what I say is like the grass sometimes seems green on the other side. It's like there was a funny meme, you know, those who are single look at the people who are married and wish they were married and those who are married look at the people who are single and wish they were single. I don't think that it's win-win either way. Um, the thing is in life, the, as you move into the next phase, it's like you're presented with a different set of challenges um, and sometimes it's easy to just run back and say, you know, I don't want any responsibility. I want things to be easy again and particularly when you're in a relationship, I feel like you can't just you're no longer focusing on your own emotions or, or personal well-being you're like entangled or entwined with someone else and so you could be happy and they could be a down and then somehow you get kind of drawn into that not that you should but it just it naturally does happen um married life is, is for the most part is is no different to being single except like you have someone that you're sharing your life with that's the way i look at it um, but when you're sharing your life with that person you're sharing everything with that person and um there's no real like exit button and i'm saying like sometimes you just want to break and i'm sure a lot of other people you know sometimes experience this in relationships and it works from, from both ends and you're just like i just need a pause because i just need to kind of like recalibrate um you know settle my mind you know f you know bring myself back to who i am and and and, and all of that um but yeah, so like 
I remember before I got married, before I was even in a relationship, I think I had a tendency to romanticize things quite a bit as well. I, I don't know why. Maybe it was Disney. Maybe it was um, those TV shows and movies. But, you know, you, you, you forget like there's all these other factors that come into play when you do end up in a relationship, be it like dealing with in-laws or, um, you know, like... You know, you might think to yourself, I, oh, you know, relationships all about love and going out and, and all of this stuff. But it's like, but you have to clean, you have to cook, you have to manage your, you know, your admin and pay these bills and, and, um, you know, rent and work on like if you want to build a home, build a home and um, trying to work each other, work on, sorry, trying to match each other's schedules so that you can organize, you know, um, events and outings with people. There's there's a lot to it. And I don't think a lot a lot of people understand what a real relationship looks like because I think there's a lot of people that go into relationships and it's all puppy love, you know. I, I've seen a, a, a couple of people recently, like um, around my town center. Um, they're young, and it's funny because like they're in the corner somewhere, like making out, whatever, kissing or something like that. And it's like you you can you almost want to smile because like it's innocent, but also they don't realize like they might think to, to themselves and I'm not saying like they might think to themselves oh I'm in, I'm in love I'm so in love like this is my everyone this is my everything it's like but you've never really been tested like your thing your relationship is purely predicated on where do you have dinner or where should we go out but you haven't really stress tested it in any meaningful way um, and life gives you its own challenges as well you know unfortunately some people are tested with, um, with illness um, with financial problems and the question is like will w- is your relationship strong enough to survive that or is, was it purely based on lust or or um you know like a person doesn't want to feel lonely or a person wants affection and, and intimacy um but I, I feel like a lot of us there are a lot of people out there that are obviously married and in long-term relationships and they understand that particularly those who've been in it for a very long time they understand that you know relationships aren't easy nor are they linear and your ability to your your ability it, it i mean there's no doubt that you're going to have arguments or disagreements and things aren't going to always be perfect but your ability to overcome that um, to reflect and kind of move forward that that itself is for me a measure of whether or not a relationship will succeed or not because i feel like people that don't like these young couples and all that stuff as well like they don't really if you're not really not that you're supposed to be testing it like stress testing it but if you're not really being challenged in any, any way like you'll never really know whether your relationship can stand the test of time and there are people out there where their relationships i mean can be quite i would say relatively dysfunctional like they're maybe arguing a lot and all of that but in my mind, that's actually a much healthier relationship than two people who don't really, um, you know, communicate in, in, in any sense. Like they might not really communicate their feelings, their grievances. And those are the people that just all of a sudden disappear or kind of phase themselves out. And I've, I've read this quite a, in the, quite a number of places where they, where they said, with relationships, not having arguments is not necessarily a good thing having arguments and being able to argue well when they say argue argue well as in like don't argue dirty that is pretty indicative of of whether or not your relationship will succeed because for people that pretend like there's like if they ignore problems and they pretend that you know things aren't as bad as they are or there aren't any issues and someone's trying to mirror the other person or mold themselves to kind of fit into this other person's perceptions then you're going to have have some serious issues because one both parties are not being authentic and one person's compromising way too much for, for, for the other and then you kind of lose yourself. And then the other thing is, it's like, if you can't communicate, right? Because that communication is, is an important foundation of any relationship and you can't be transparent and honest, then you don't really have a relationship. What you have is basically two people who are putting on a show or an act and it's, it's more of a short-term thing because they're trying to win someone over but you're not really you're not really making it clear what you're about, what you want, um, you know who you are. It's like I've heard I've heard couples say to me like, "Oh, we never argue," and I was like, "Look, that's great. I'm not saying like people should argue, but there is it's almost highly unlikely or impossible that you won't have some sort of." And I'm saying, sorry, 
it's highly likely or impossible that you're not going to have some sort of disagreement. You know, maybe one person likes to go out to a particular location for dinner and the other person doesn't, you know, and if it, and if you're not, I'm not saying like um, that's a big deal. I'm sure there's other issues out there, but what you have normally is not normally, but what you have sometimes is the people that say that we don't argue is one person is always compromising more than they should. And they're trying to become, they're trying to accommodate way too much. And they're, they're kind of falling, to, falling into the other person's frame to the point where they lose their identity and their sense of self. And these are the people that go to me like, we don't ever argue. It's like, but yeah, but you don't even speak up. You don't really say what you want. You don't say to that person, look, I actually don't feel comfortable being around these people. Or I don't feel comfortable going here. Or I just want to spend some time to myself. These are the people who like really, 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 really stretch themselves thin. They they um, take on habits or what would you say? They would take on habits or like um, hobbies or, or things that aren't necessarily for them. And nor do they, do they really enjoy them. It's, and it's like, I'm just doing this to keep the peace, uh, to, to be more likable or to have something in common with the person that I'm, I'm with, but I'm not really being who I am. That's, um, I guess we're going to take the conversation in the direction, in the direction of relationships uh, for episode 10, at least the first part, it seems. Because again, this is a very organic, unstructured um, style of podcasting, so kind of similar to Joe Rogan. So it's interesting, Sam, that you say, um, you know, like, individuals will essentially mimic the hobbies or the interests of um, their partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whoever. And I saw this interesting TikTok where I'm not too sure if it was a trend, but these like the girls were posting about how the guys would at the first stages of the relationship, like like possibly the first three months from what I remember, like if a girl, one of the girls, like uh, one of the girls was like, I like documentaries and she was talking about how her boyfriend initially or ex-boyfriend, whoever was like, I like documentaries too. Right. And, but then she shows this video where she's like, she's watching a documentary and he's on in the corner on his phone. And she was just basically making a point about like how funny, like, it's so funny that at, at the start of the relationship, you know, you have certain individuals, like you said, um, who, just take on the personality of their their partner and but you only really see um their true character and their true nature um once the relationship is more established and it's like you said when you get into the the reality reality of the relationship and not just the at the superficial surface level you know hey baby i love you and you know yeah you're so handsome blah blah, blah etc you know or you're so funny or so yeah yeah so sexy whatever um so like yeah now we've passed that stage you know what i mean like so you need to build that real intimacy right and i I saw also this really interesting talk about what the word i think it was um not terry terry cruz was on a was on a talk show and he was talking about what the word intimacy means and he was saying the same thing is like intimacy doesn't necessarily mean just like you said like um you know uh either like you know, from a, from a sexual point of view or from um you know like we 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 chat every day you know we have the same hobbies or you know this stuff that's not real intimacy so he was saying what real intimacy is and what he learned is so the word intimacy is into me you see so it's actually showing your real self being truly vulnerable and showing the other individual your actual character, your actual so basically how you behave in a stressful situation, how you behave or how um, how you interact interact with others. Um, when you're upset, how are you? Um, when you're happy, like w- what do you like? Um, when you're angry, when so it's just it's truly removing that veil, and then it's the other individual accepting the that person as they are. And, and if they can, that's real intimacy, right? Um, so I thought that was very interesting because I, I completely 100% agree because he was saying the emphasis on like compatibility being like, you know, um, you like horse, horse riding and I like horse riding. Therefore, we're compatible. Therefore, we're good. We should, we should be great in a relationship. is completely BS. 
You know what I mean? That like for me, that's such a uh, immature way of looking at a relationship. And I I know a lot of young people are like that. It's just like, you know, you like cars, I like cars, or um, you know, you watch this show, I watch this show. We must we must be like compatible. And like you said, then you know, you get tested. It's like. Well, what's your conflict resolution style like, right? So, or what are your value your your values like? Yeah, because you can't just base it on a show, like that's so surface level and so basic. Like, um, especially what I, what I really liked was the the point about there was I think it was an Instagram post about like a number of questions you should ask the person that you're dating, like just to generally see if there's there's real connection or real compatibility there is like one of them and i just said it but it's like what's your conflict resolution like because that's for me personally that's such such an important way of um you need to understand how that person is when you know there is a conflict like are they just going to rage are they going to go quiet like in stonewall are they um you know not going to express themselves not going to communicate and you like you need to be able uh like you need to have that. I, I feel. I feel like you need to have that acceptance of that their their style of uh, conflict resolution, or you need to be on the same wavelength. So like you know, if you're an emotional person, um, and you need to express your feelings in the moment, you know, hopefully that your partner would be the same. But if your partner is the type of person that's like, well, I really need three days to process, and I'm going to take that, and then but you're on the other end thinking, but why can't we resolve this now? Like for me, that's that's where the real incompatibility is because you have one person who's feeling, I guess, um, lost and thinking, well, why can't we resolve this now? Like this, this is this is concerning to me, and the other person's like, well, I don't know what my feelings and thoughts are. I need I need three days to a week. <laughs> like, no, I'm I, sound, I'm laughing here, but like I'm not trying to be dismissive. Um, but yeah, like for me, that's that. Th- these are the actual qualities of how you assess and determine whether that person is actually right for you, you know? I, th- I think you're, what you're saying is very true. And again, like, you know, having been in a relationship for a long time now and being married as well, um, it's always funny now when I look at other younger people and they're entering relationships or other people entering relationships. Um, I generally feel like people who are more mature understand this better. But I'm um, like... Uh, sometimes when I'm scrolling through TikTok and like they have these live um, streams, whatever. And there's like, there's always like this one guy and then some other girls are like listening in or like they're duetting or something like that. And you, you hear the guy talk and it's, it's so cringy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, baby, you're so sexy. Or like, yeah, like, you know, like I like it. Would you like it? Do, I mean, would you do it like this? Or would you do it like, like I can't remember like the strutting or, or the hat or something so, so meaningless and, and like mm. and the girls are like giggling hey 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 and I was like are you seriously um, basing you know the person that you want to be attracted to or who you're with on like something so strange and meaningless it, it almost reminds me of this um, scene from Friends where Joey's sister ends up with this um, with this guy who actually is a bit of a deadbeat and he goes to his sister he's like why did you why did you have a child with this guy why 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 did you let why are you having his baby you know and he was really devastated and this is joey right he's not exactly the sharpest guy within the group he is very light-hearted and he has this strong concern for his, his sister particularly as, as as that male figure in her life because i think his dad wasn't there and he's like to his sister i can't remember her name but let's just call her jenny and he's like um, Jenny, why did why did you choose to have this guy's child? Like, why are you with this guy? She's like, but he's funny, and it's like, if he's funny, just laugh, <laughs> laugh at his jokes. You don't have to have his baby or be with him or marry him. And I found that so hilarious because there's always again like an element of truth behind a, a joke. And I find it strange when sometimes people end up in relationships and you, you you know you go to the person like, what was it about them that that you found attractive? And then they'll be like, oh, he's so funny. Yeah. And it's like, funny yeah, like funny, <laughs> funny doesn't pay the bills. That's right. But also like, okay, well, what are his values? What's he like when, um, when he's angry? You know, what are, what are his belief systems, his, his aspirations, mm. his stress tolerance, um, his habits? How does he treat you? How does he treat you? You know, um, do, do you have sh- common things or shared values as well? Like I'm not saying it has to be common, 
but there's so many your values yeah but your values should of course values should be common but i'm saying like your hobbies or something like that um but i feel like a lot of people kind of particularly girls kind of overlook all of these things right because sometimes it might be as simple as like a guy approaching a girl and this girl's like oh but you know he was so nice like when he just made that first approach but you know naturally when when you meet anyone you would think yeah you're, gonna, you're putting on your best and you're going to be you know the nicest most compassionate understanding and i'm sure you've had, got a few interesting things to say but beyond that what 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 is there and i feel like sometimes I'll, and i actually not me personally um dr romani um was having this discussion with um the the impact the guy from impact theory his wife she has an impact theory for women or something like that mm. or oh, women of impact i think it's called and um she she so basically the the lady the women of impact lady was saying um you know when she was younger before she met her husband who's a millionaire i'm not saying he became a millionaire while i was with her but he worked really hard he had all these really good values mm. um he's like before him like i was with this with this other guy and, and like you know he, he he turned out to be a massive um dick basically and she's like the only reason i ended up with this guy is like my self-esteem was so low and all of this stuff and i thought and people used to say i'm ugly and you know i i just didn't really like myself and then i ended up with this guy um and you know initially he seemed to to have it you know or like he says the right things like you know hey you're sexy whatever blah 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 and particularly for some someone with low self-esteem that it just hits a lot harder and then it turned out the guy was like controlling and he's like oh you can't wear these short shorts you know but she's like but i used to wear them when before i met you i was wearing them and you didn't have a problem then why do you have a problem now and you know again very degrading devaluing and all of this stuff and then she was trauma bonded to him for several years and then dr romani jumps in and she's like yep see that's the problem particularly those people who are a bit too overly charming at the very beginning and they're saying exactly the right things and because what they're doing is they're, they're watching you and mirroring you carefully that you'll be like i like cats and they're like i love cats as well and cats are amazing and you say something because watch sometimes what they they'll ask you more questions or they'll be watching you like if you were to ask them or something they're like oh you know i don't like talking about myself let's like, i want to hear more about you that's because you're like their specimen or they're studying you so anyway, she ended up being trauma bonded to this person. And then it, she said it took her a while because it's very hot and cold. She would leave, but then she would come back. And then when she ended up in a good relationship, she was saying like it felt so weird and almost boring because um, her nervous system was so dysregulated that when things were very like quiet and very like, I guess in just a healthy relationship, um, she's like, this doesn't make any sense. And um, she had to go through her own journey to get over that. And I think Dr. Romani made an interesting point, which was like she would advocate for most people to at least spend one year of their life just on their own, like going out to the cinema on their own, having you know dinner on their own so that you can actually truly understand what you do like and what you don't like and who you are. And once you know who you are truly, it's, 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 you'll, never, you, you'll never really fall into someone else's kind of frame or mold because, you know... Um, I've met people where, let's say, for example, one partner is a vegetarian and then the other person becomes a vegetarian. But it's like, is that what you're about? Like, do you actually believe in that or do you agree with that? Or are you simply doing that to appease your partner or because you don't have necessarily have a strong sense of self and, and you're just trying to make things as smooth and easy as possible? Because for me personally, so my wife at one point became a vegetarian. I was like, good for you. You know, like you should do you. And if that's what you believe in, that's that's for you. But I never actually chose to be a vegetarian myself because I'm like, that's so inauthentic. Why would I be a vegetarian when personally I don't believe in vegetarianism and I believe people should eat protein and it's just the natural way, the natural order of things. And she did it for several months and then she eventually came back. I didn't I didn't force her or anything like that. She just came back and started eating meat as well again. But she had her own journey. But I feel like I've seen a lot of people where like their part, one partner is a vegetarian then all of a sudden the other person becomes a vegetarian. Um, there was even like the funny thing with um, Brad Pitt where they, they did like a timeline of all his relationships and every time he was with a particular woman, he would change his hairstyle and hair color to match the um, the partner that he was with. Yeah, 
it was so weird you can look everyone can go look at it on the internet just type in like brad pitt relationships changing hair and and um style and he would mirror he so when he was with nicole kidman i think he was something maybe not nicole kidman someone else he was like have that person's hairstyle and it was with um um angelina jolie and then jennifer aniston and it was so weird like he even got highlights like blonde highlights and all that like jennifer aniston and even almost a similar hairstyle Mm. so the thing is there are a lot of people out there that kind of fall into this they will not fall into it but they easily fall prey to the the first impressions Mm. and again like people are putting on this show and everyone's kind of um masking who they truly are and the reality is once you start scratching a bit deeper like everyone has their problems everyone has their shortcomings and their habits and all that and that's what you should really be focusing on uh it's interesting what you're saying and i think i need to um add some balance to this perspective which is you can pick up good habits from other people though it's not to say that um you know if they're a vegetarian and then you know you show interest in trying to understand their way of life and perspective and you know um try to understand why are they a vegetarian and if you align with that and you agree with that there's nothing wrong with you picking up that value or even that that like habit i don't i don't see an issue in that um you know there there are are definitely things like even within like you know your friends and stuff that like certain mannerisms um certain things that they do like i would be like okay yeah this is this is something that i would be interested in um or at least dabble in and try to find out or figure out you know if i have an interest in it so um i don't think it's 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 too black and white just to say you know you shouldn't um just because your partner does this you know you're actually losing your self-identity if you choose to adopt certain aspects of um, their persona i think it's okay within reason but where you do get an issue is where you don't have a strong sense of self-identity and then like you said you're pretty much just mirroring their personality like that for me is a red flag right because did you want to jump in yeah i just wanted to say like it's just something quickly hit me um if you think about it what makes a what made that person attracted to you in the first place right it's because you were different there's something different about you and then i remember um online there was like a few articles where they say like couples over time start to look like each other mm. or they even they dress like each other and all of this stuff and it's funny because a lot of people say like over time yeah we've lost the attraction for each other or we've kind of like become more distant mm. and it's ironic it's because when when most most couples become more similar and kind of entwined into into one and that's that i think that's my point my point is like you know you thought to yourself in, in the moment at the beginning you're like if, if if yeah if, if we're um if i show that person that you know I'm, i can be similar and i start taking on their interests and and hobbies and all that that will make me more likable and attractive and all that when it's actually the complete opposite you become less attractive whereas what made you attractive from the very beginning was your differences you know and that you like different things and you had a kind of different way of talking and walking and and engaging i don't know it depends i think from a psychological point of view i think like if i think if you speak to a person who's actually an expert in the field like a clinical psychologist or whoever they'll probably say to you that as human beings you know we look for people that are similar to us because it gives us a sense of comfort a sense of comfort like oh that person has the same hobby as me or does this in the same way as me or whatever it's like we can there's a connection there there's a bond there's something there's a common denominator that we can um that we can pretty much just yeah bond over so i think in the initial stages of a relationship like if that you know it's it's a very superficial way of looking at it but it's like oh you know this person enjoys sushi i enjoy sushi you know what i mean you could fall into that sense of because i think from a from an evolutionary psychological point of view it's like oh we you know we must be a good good match or something along those lines right um but in the long term it's like you said if if you if you just really a mimic and also in the short term it's like what that person is really falling potentially in love with is the idea of themselves being mirrored back from the other person because they're just that person is just really copying their other individual's personality so you're really falling in love with your own personality and that's the irony of it um but in the long term like you said it's like well hold on like 
you eventually get bored because there's no novelty because this person's exactly the same as me and or they become or you guys merge to such an extent that you become one unit you lose that that novelty factor um and as human beings we need novelty in our life to keep us interested and not you know engaged and not bored so that's why you know i guess you see the new hot shot around in the workplace or i don't know somewhere you're just like oh who's this person this person's quite interesting you know what they what are, what are they about they're so mysterious yeah even if you don't know them um so i think in the long term yeah like it doesn't make sense to necessarily adopt like each other's habits like you should maintain that strong sense of self-identity and like you said there is an attraction in terms of even polarity of like being different mm -hmm. because you can learn something from the other individual that you normally otherwise may not learn so if you have an interest in astronomy and let's say you know like the last couple of days the planets have been in alignment you know venus mars whatever i can't remember the like astrological phenomenon but it's a one in 400 year event or something and you tell your partner like hey let's wake up at 6 a.m we're going to see like for the first time in the last 400 years all five planets in alignment you know and that person doesn't necessarily have an interest in astronomy but you they're going to be like wow okay sure like what's this about you know it's different um so i definitely think you know being you bringing your own sense of uniqueness into relationship is actually a very beautiful thing in the long term but it's going to be very hard for people I think who are, uh, for lack of a better word, immature to see that in the short term because in the short term, everyone's just going to be like, uh, it, we're not compatible. We just have so many differences. But again, like you really have to look towards your, like your actual real values. Um, what I was also going to say is what really concerns me though is um, sometimes how low the threshold is for some people. Like, I've heard some people say, like, oh, but that person, they're just so nice to me. It's like, is your baseline for a relationship someone, like, treating you like a human being? Like, just a, with complete decency. Like, everyone should be treated decently. So, it's like, what happened to you in your life for you to think that someone being polite or, um, you know, very kind of understanding, you know, that you're like, this is the epitome of something amazing. It's like, no, every person should gen, gen, realistically be polite and decent. I mean, I think I don't think it's fair to say, like, what happened to you. I think you don't know if that person grew up in an environment where, you know, they didn't receive attention and affection and perhaps, you know, their relationship with their parents or siblings was not a very healthy relationship. So then those individuals will try to find love wherever they can. And if, if, if the bare minimum becomes the... The threshold which is just like oh this person is treating me nice you know my bar is so low i've never had this experience before you know this is what it must feel like to be in love or whatever that this person treats me as a human being which again it is the bare minimum um but it's like it's not fair because that it's like the, the analogy they give with fish if you if a if fish grows up in um, a toxic say like let's say you have a fish tank and the, you know you never clean the fish tank and change the water and whatever and it turns green and it's full of algae whatever and like that fish that's been in there has been a, like in that tank since you know you brought it over as as a little fish and it's grown up it doesn't know any better it doesn't know that you know there's there's not like a, there's a the, gra the grass is green on the other side like you know why not have clean water what like that's again the bare minimum that a fish should have clean water should be swimming not in algae, not in, you know, um, a tank full of ammonia, um, debris, whatever. So I, I don't I don't fault individuals necessarily sometimes making the mistake of, you know, not understanding what the bare minimum is. Um, that really also is on the parents to make it clear to their children how people in life should treat you. And the parents should be also mod modeling that uh, for their children. But, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> there is such a thing as intergenerational trauma. So even the parents may not understand from, from their own relationships how they should be treated. Mm. And so they may be accepting the bare minimum too. Mm. And then telling their children, well, so long as he doesn't hit you after he's, you know, um, had a drink or so long as he's not physically abusive with, with you, with you or so long as you know um 
look, you know, sometimes he just gets angry and he, he lashes out with words, but it's all right. Like you just have to take it. Like, so that, 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 then that child gets the, um, the modeling is incorrect because then the child thinks, well, you know, they'll get into a relationship where like, um, somebody does is physically abusive and they're like, well, you know, mom, mom used to always say it's okay. You know, he still, it still means that they love you, but, um, you know, they just get angry sometimes and they just can't control their anger. And it's just like, you have, yeah, like you have to break that, that generational, uh, trauma, which is it's, it's incorrect conditioning. And I was, while you talking, while, sorry, while you were talking, I was also thinking, um, uh, Eli just spilled tea on himself like an animal, but, um, it's, what's interesting to me is, and this might be controversial, right? Is that I feel like women are the gatekeepers when it comes to relationships. And when I say gatekeepers, I mean like, look, they ultimately have more, not power, but they're a better position than guys to say yes or no. Like, even if you look at like those dating apps where people are swiping like Tinder, so you've seen like a few funny videos online where the guys is like swipe 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 right like right, is it right I think that's the right one yeah. right 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 whereas the girls are very like selective and all of that stuff so I, again I, I feel like women are the gatekeepers whereas guys are like I'll get whatever I can get mm. not every guy like you've got the really high um, value guys that obviously are very selective and um, yeah they're very selective um, but what's interesting is because we were talking about like so have some this is going to come across as a bit controversial i feel like sometimes women their their arms their standards can be quite low again because they kind of fall into that that trap at the beginning the guy's dressed relatively nicely smells pretty pretty okay and you know he's saying like that maybe very kind of generic basic things but it's it's enough to get through like you know, like, hey, baby, I think you're so sexy in that dress. And, you know, he's got the nice cologne. What's that one that all those, um, Sauvage? Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the guys like to wear. And then the funny thing is, when these women grow up and they're more mature, you realize they have, um, there's, a, there's a turning point where they go, what the hell? Mm. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I expected. And how do you, how do you know this? I think I read statistically 70% of divorces are initiated by women, mm. which is quite telling, right? 70%. It might be even more than 70%. But see, if we go back to the beginning, we said women are more or less the gatekeepers. Just look at like look at the dating apps, right? Mm. And so they're the ones who really have more power when it comes to like who they want to be with. And yet you're not happy with your choices later down the track and 70% of the divorces are being initiated by women. Mm. And the question is... And divorce rate is one too. Yeah, and, and divorce rates, yeah, divorce rates are pretty high. And so the question is, you know, what, 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 how are you making your choices? How are you making your choices? Are, That's your the thing. Criteria? Like, what is your criteria? Like, it's easy for, like, I've heard, I've heard a few women say, like, men are shit or, or, um, like men, men are like, or whatever, like they're, they're just the disappointments and like the man childs. And it's, it's like, it's not like you, you didn't notice any of these red flags to begin with. When I say red flags, I'm like with certain men, when, for example, like they don't, they're not very clean or they're not very ambitious. You know, some, a lot of, actually a lot of divorces also initi initiated because of um, financial related issues where women feel like the men aren't really providing and they've gone through difficult financial times. And so that's the thing, like you can jump into a relationship. You can be like, I love this guy. He's an artist. And you know, he's telling, he's telling me poems and, and we don't need money to live. All we need is love and his poems will get us through. And we're like, look, that's nice for a movie, you know, but that's not, it's not the real world. The real world is very competitive. It's, um, it is basically survival of the fittest. And when I say survival of the fittest, particularly in the, in the information age, it's the survival of the, um, the most intelligent. And I think the Bible says it itself, whether like the meek shall inherit the earth, the meek being, you know, the people that were nerds, whatever you overlook, but these are the ones who are able to make a lot of um, money and able to kind of provide. And I'm not saying base your, your future partner on their ability to earn income, but that definitely should factor into the equation. At least in my mind, it should be something that you do consider. I don't know. 
I actually disagree with that completely. I don't I don't think a decision should be made on the earning potential of your partner. I think that's driven that's an extrinsic um and it's 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 I, I, I think it's a poor poor very poor criteria to assess somebody on. It should be a factor. It should be a factor to a certain degree. I think I think what matters is is this person um capable of um materially providing for me at like you know at the most basic level like the the basic needs shelter food etc right um i don't i don't think that person's earning potential needs to be very significant because because you know you don't need a lot of material possessions in life not everyone is like that not everyone needs to have a bmw or a mercedes or a you know, four-bedroom home and seven investment properties or whatever. I think the ultimate criteria to actually measure a person is on their values. And, like, their values is, again, how does he treat other people, right? So when no one's looking, how does he treat them? Is he consistent? Is this person, um, you know, how, what's his conflict resolution style like? Um, you know, well, the consistency is 100% important. A lot of people are 100%, I agree. Because I, I know, and I use the word loosely, certain friends who joke around and say, this is male guys, will be like, you know, I just need to like pretend, um, put on this show for the first three months, you know, to get her to, um, you know, fall in love with me. And it's just like, I know multiple guys that will, will do this, you know, and across different ethnicities and backgrounds. And like, I sit there so uncomfortable and I, I call it out. And I, and I just, you know, I told him, like, you're, you're basically either a knock um, or, like, you know, you're a charlatan, you've got no value, you know. Um, and, and these guys are pretty pathetic. But, like, I, I honestly, again, I don't um, want to judge too harshly here because, you know, I, I, God knows, like, I don't know what, like, what's going on in their mind. But, you know, they will, they will put on a front and they'll tell the girl, like, for example, I heard one guy say to, um, he was telling me, he was laughing about his first relationship where he actually told her that he would convert for her right and like she believed him and and i was just like oh, like this is why you need to measure people by their actions not words and especially like the threshold shouldn't be first three months because for a lot of guys it's in their playbook it's in their formula to deceive you to put on this front like if if i was a female i would honestly try to drag it out for like six months and just really like try and see who what that person's true character is especially when they're in a stressful situation which means um put them around other people put them around other people who might even be better than them and see how they react because that's when the insecurities will come out right is, is this person going to like start beating their chest is there is this person going to start you know um making you feel as if that other person is of lower value like um I know sometimes like interesting things that like certain guys will do is they will um, try to talk you down sometimes in front of your partner, right? And it's just like, huh, like why are you so intimidated? You know, like they will say, for example, to make a comment about, I don't know, like a hair or the nose or um, so, so it could be anything, right? And it's just like, okay, like I can see through your insecurity here, but it's great because it's for the other girl on the other end, whoever she like that guy is with, you know, she should be questioning. She'd be like, ah, oh, like this guy I'm with is not very secure in himself. You know what I'm saying? Like he um, is trying to devalue other individuals because he doesn't feel very certain about himself. So he's having to mock other people, especially when like people comment about another person's weight you know, like, um, like I remember that dude in that society when he used to always use that word, like pindic, yeah. and obviously, like it makes me think, you know, he must really have had a tiny one or something, like because he had. I don't know why he kept raising it, but like, um, yeah, like I, I just you, you, you as a guy, it's just so obvious to see, like when oh, I like also the other day, honestly. Um, just being full transparency, you know, actually, no, I won't say it. it's just, it's, it's, it's too much, but, um, yeah, I also wanted to, to raise something interesting. Um, 
there's a lot of toxic masculinity in society and there was like two cases recently one in Egypt and one in Jordan about these two men that essentially from what I didn't read the whole article but I just I heard like the headlines about they proposed or they asked to um, be in a relationship or marriage with like these women and in Egypt one of them like did it publicly at the university campus and ended up yeah like um, killing that girl because she refused and um, like that to me like when I when I just heard the like the headlines about it I was just like it's just it's clearly obviously a person who's super insecure to the point where he, he gets rejected and he feels like the only resolution is to murder the girl like that doesn't like for me in my head um like we have there's a lot of wounded masculine men in society like if you feel that and i can i can understand to a certain extent why there is a trend or this certain aspect of female mentality around being fearful around men and you know questioning the quality of men because like this you know what how, like that doesn't make any sense so i reject a guy and then i lose my life like it's it's a it's a ridiculous um outcome right and the same thing in, in was it sorry it was pakistan maybe it was jo- jordan but there was also i remember also something in pakistan too um and again it's just it's just completely ridiculous and it's like it's unfortunate because it's like it's i'm sure also the media just draws attention because it's like middle eastern society like i'm sure this is across the board but yeah like um i definitely think that um it's very important that females really test out a man for his true and real character again completely agree with it just to clarify i wasn't saying earlier like judge a guy based on his finances but i mean i think it's very important to still look at a person's uh, first of all what you said values is imp- that's the most important thing make sure their values align with your values because if they don't then you'll have problems for a very very long time or for most of your your married or like life together like how you want to raise your kids. Yeah. yeah beyond how you want to raise your kids right yeah how you view certain things like how do you view drinking alcohol right is drugs a th- is, is, is drugs a good thing or a bad thing like i know some people like they sit on the fence they're like yeah it's just part of your experience growing up but you just you don't know there's all a lot of other things like how do you view religion or how do you view um say for example there are a lot of guys and you and i know that like they're quite degrading disrespectful they do look at women as just pieces of meat and it's just you know how many can we get that's how it is and that's just their value system and some girls don't have a problem to be like oh yeah you know he was with like 30 or 40 other girls you know beforehand whatever ha 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 you know it's his black book whatever they call it whatever they, it's like no that's that's a problem that's not that's yeah that's the yeah it's insecure but it's like that's not that's not a good thing like it, depending on your values but obviously if you're a person that's just as similar to that then maybe you don't have a problem with it but like someone else who might value themselves and their body more right and and value intimacy more they see that as a problem um but then you also you touch the point on like insecurities there's a lot of guys out there that are insecure you know and they put on the mask of like i'm tough i'm I'm strong i'm like super muscular i'm whatever but there's nothing really behind all of that it's fairly empty and those are the ones you really have to be careful because they they're the ones who you know they play the whole the whole they play the part really well you know they'll they'll use up an entire week's worth of income to take you out on a nice dinner and then another week's or two weeks worth of income to buy to buy them like a luxury bag or whatever it's almost like like they're setting the trap you know for you to kind of take the bait and then once they've got you locked in they they apply their trauma-based methods you know the hot and cold um i'll give you attention one moment pull it away you know i'll I'll say you're hot and then i'll look at other girls and then they'll make you it's 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 just some weird toxic bullshit yeah you just you just remind me of something like again (laughs) these are like loosely sometimes i'll use the word friends but the guys that um are in a relationship and then they will be liking half naked or semi-naked girls on instagram like that like as a girl if you see that and you're in a relationship you you should dump their ass like you should dump their ass and run because like what like i like where's your where's your value 
Where is your self-respect? Like this individual is a, is a child. It's not even a child. Is a low-value man. Is a low-value person. Like, what do you mean? You're in a relationship and you're looking at other, at other women. You're, like, and you're liking their profiles. <laughs> like, why? Why do you feel so insecure about yourself that, you know, it's like, in my head, I think what the way I see it is like this person, like, if I like this picture of a semi-naked girl who is hot, therefore it means that I'm also hot because I'm liking their picture. Therefore, I've got value and therefore I'm attracted because I like all these pictures of these hot girls. And like, again, it's 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 a ridiculous argument, but there's a lot of like immature people out there who think this way. At least this is this is what I think, right? It's not definitive. Um, but yeah, as a girl, if you see that and you're in a relationship, that's a, like that should be a massive red flag like this person is insecure and i have a lot of self-respect for myself i will not accept this behavior mm. um and then the, i was going to try to think yeah what i was going to say and if, if if the guy goes and he plays it down and even you might try to play it down in your own mind you're like oh it's not such a big deal okay if it's not such a big deal then how about you go and like the profiles of hundreds hundreds of guys mm. right and let them see that and let them know about it and, and tell yourself tell them it's not a big deal yeah. because it will be a big deal for them mm. that's the truth and like no matter how much you try to delude yourself or play it down all of that stuff it says a lot about the person that you're with if they think it's okay to like have like pretty much semi-naked women you know that they're following and all of that and it shows that they're quite low value because a man that's basically um, a slave to his sexual urges mm. you know is a man without discipline the can't, you can't really trust that person mm. you can't like you're not you're not an animal right at the same time like no one's saying if something someone's beautiful you can admire beauty no one's saying you can't admire beauty right mm. but these are very low value kind of guys they're like again they think they, they they're like validating these women and then somehow they've drawn this connection with them and whatnot just go onto people's people's profiles and see who they're following you know or if, if the majority of the content or the followers they're following like these naked women with big boobies and, and asses and whatever <laughs> you should be concerned and i don't care how much people try to play it down you legitimately should be concerned and if it's not a concerning thing like i said go follow pretty much semi-naked men as many as you can right super jacked up whatever and see if your partner has no issue with it people will project then um the other thing i was going to say and i think you, you touched on a good point which is um not beyond beyond the middle east right like let's say for example in egypt when you're talking about that guy that unfortunately um took the life of that innocent woman who rejected his proposal um uh, sometimes the way men behave it becomes so endemic um and the, the sad reality is like women have to hold these kind of guys accountable and, and not let them kind of get away with their behavior or like try to play it down or, or water it and say like, oh, it's just innocent or men will be like boys will be boys. No, not necessarily because in Egypt, I think they, they did a study where like 99% or this is more specific to Egypt because uh, people want to put labels on. No, it's just something wrong is wrong with their society. 99% of women have experienced sexual assault, mm -hmm. some version of sexual assault. It's like that's very problematic. There's, an, there's a societal issue. And, you know, these guys, if you go to Egypt, like the guys will be, they put on this semi-charming act and they say like all these nice things and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. And to be fair, like a lot of them are quite seedy and dirty. And if they could get away with like getting you to do certain things, right, um, purely through nice words, then they'll, for them, like they've achieved their mission. But women should really, really raise their standards and hold these guys to account and be like, you know what? I don't like guys that talk like this. I don't like guys that are this like sleazy. This isn't cute. This isn't sexy. You know, trying to behave like Drake or whatever they try to do. You know how they do that? Anwar on that comedian, he does that fake thing where they're like, you know, they like as if like they're rappers sitting in a limousine and I don't know. Yeah, um, when you said the comment about women should raise their standards, 100%, because when women make the comment, like, men are trash, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that comment, men are trash, but as you said, the power is with the women in terms of who you choose to be in a relationship with. So and it, it rests on your criteria. So is it that men are trash, or do you need to reevaluate your criteria because the men that you are selecting are, of lo are low value men 
and the men that are actually high value and that would ideally be better suited to be in a relationship with you, you would consider them, say, potentially boring simply because um, you don't have that same level of highs and lows. And And those highs and lows, again, like you say, is the trauma response. It's like the hot and cold. And so it's a very very easy psychological tactic to, to pretty much implement if you are basically a, a man of low moral standards yeah. um, or a manipulator, basically. So all you really have to do is you shower the girl with attention initially, like lots and lots of love and praise and gifts and yeah, love bombing. And then all of a sudden you pull that energy back. And then, you know, she she's like, what happened? She gets confused. She, you know, but yeah, so she tries harder. So then, you know, what the guy would normally do is they'll give her a bit of attention, you know, give it back to her again. She's like, oh, She's back to being regulated. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. And then he pulls it away again. And then she goes back into that chaotic state. And it's like, what's going on? What's going on? And obviously it's traumatizing for the, for the girl. And it doesn't have to be a girl. It can be, it can be vice versa, right? But it's very traumatizing because that person doesn't build an actual love. It's, 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 this, it's rooted in now a sense of abandonment and rejection. And I'm not good enough. And it's unfortunate that society makes women... It's like, I, I definitely feel like society is so um broken in the sense that it needs to make women feel as if they have low self-esteem that they're not good enough um and that you know they should just accept whatever comes their way so you know the the society is designed that you're not pretty enough excuse me your smile isn't bright enough your smile isn't you know like you don't have great teeth you don't have great hair your skin's not that great you know they're showing you all these like supermodels and um you know they've got filters on every aspect of social media so you, you these ridiculous standards that make you question um your value as a woman you know what i mean because they're telling you not to focus basically on your um your value system but focus on the superficial materialistic e- egotistical aspects which is your looks right and so you think if i like and I, I guess that's where a lot of the insecurity is rooted in because the women are not thinking well you know i i know myself really well you know, I won't accept um, men who treat, who talk, who talk to me in a degrading way, men who talk to me in in a cruel way, or who push my boundaries, who don't respect my opinion, or don't know how to communicate, etc. Um, Sorry, I just want to jump in. I just rem- before because I know we're about to hit one hour, um, but I just remembered something, and I, I this is from Dr. Romani, and she's like, if you really, really, really want to test someone, right, and you want to see how much they respect you. And who they really are if they ask you for something right or they say like come on blah blah blah, and you say no mm. what's their response see a decent person in life if, if, if someone's trying to cross your boundaries and you say no or you something makes you feel uncomfortable and you say no a decent person will be like oh I'm sorry like I didn't I didn't mm. mean it like that mm. I can understand blah 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 and they back off straight away people that can't take no for an answer or they keep pushing you and pushing you or manipulate you you, yeah make you feel guilty that's what they do because they can't take no for an answer and it's like they don't respect you Mm. they've never respected you right and nor will they ever respect you that's the truth you have to have the ability to to, and people and a decent person will will happily be like yeah hey look i you know um i can understand that like i don't i don't i don't don't mean to cross any boundaries i don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable Mm. Any person that reacts aggressively, violently, or manipulatively to you saying no, or um, you know they can't accept it in any like healthy way, run, run. And that's the same thing with the guy in Egypt, like when he like that he couldn't take like no from that girl. Mm. And this is also a similar thing to narcissists, right? Narcissists can't take no for an answer. And so there's a lot of guys like even when you said like that guy that was manipulating that girl and saying yeah I'll convert for you and blah blah blah, mm. it's like. You know what? Imagine he he makes these requests. Just say, and, he, and you're like, you know what? This not make. I don't feel comfortable. No, mm. you know, if he truly loved you, he'll be like, hey, of course. Like, you know, I like this relationship means so much to me. Mm. Um, always watch out for people that can't accept no as an answer. I think that we'll leave it there. Um, so it's it's almost one hour. We're literally like fifty seconds away. We'll keep this one. I wouldn't say short. It's been it's been a pretty good um, length. We normally go overboard by half an hour, but this was a good podcast. I mean, we're still a bit um, woozy from the weekend, and it's it's been an interesting um, weekend for me. 
But um, this has been Two Twins and Mike, and it's episode 10. So we look forward to hearing, or we're not necessarily hearing, but we look forward to um, you joining us in the next episode. Eli? Yeah, thanks, everyone. Yeah, it did, it did definitely feel a lot quicker than our usual podcast. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I, I love the conversation. I think it's really good. And hopefully, it's just providing um, to our female, listen, female listeners just a perspective from the male side of things. And, you know, maybe there are some lessons I, I really hope that um, girls can pick up from this just to be more precaution, precautious, cautious, precautious. <laughs> You can see our brains are shutting down, but to be more cautious, right? Um, and just see things from just the male experience. And like, you know, we have the privilege as guys of being in circles where we get to hear and see talk that females may not necessarily be privy to, be privy to right? So, um, yeah, if there's like anything, hopefully that, um, you know, the female listeners can take from this conversation and just apply it. Um, that would be, you know, I'd be so stoked about that. Um, and just, yeah, like, I just want, like, just set your standards high, guys. Like, everyone in society, like, raise the bar. You know what I mean? Don't accept the bare minimum. Um, you know, society, we need to, like, it's, it's society has, sh- like, just gone f- so far down that we, like, it's it's imperative on all of us to to raise the bar in terms of kindness, compassion, um, you know who we choose as partners um, you know uh, so many aspects even even like uh, how we treat each other in society you know how we give back to society in terms of you know just our time whether it's even donations charity blood whatever it is like we need to go back and raise the bar right and do it from a place of authenticity don't do it to impress somebody else only do it if it really aligns with your core values All right, guys, that's it. Thank you for for joining us today.